This podcast was a part of Podcast Lab by India Film Project in association with Anchor by Spotify. Hello everyone. I hope you all are doing well. Uh well having said so, how many of you have thought about northeast being well or not? Anyway, uh, let's talk about the northeast India working as a gateway to other neighboring countries. As we all know, northeast India covers maximum south asian states uh which share border with India. and we can be a huge market in terms of import and export business but we are not um to discuss about the whole image of northeast india and its import export business we have a very 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 important person in the term of import and export business of northeast india shantanu shutradhar and he is an amazing person i have known him my entire life and trust me his opinions matter a lot whether in terms of northeast and in terms of political views uh, well without wasting further time i'll get in touch with him directly and let's know his point of view about the import and export business of northeast india uh export management ex- pro- professional from delhi entered into the closed market business of handicrafts in northeast india because hum sabko pata hai ki northeast ka jo uh, is tarah ka product manufacturing business tha wo kafi hi uh, low budgeting mein chal raha tha and sure. aap ek professional the export management mein the aapne bahut sare organization ke sath kaam kara hai to aap how did you ended up being in this business and shifted from delhi to uh, in northeast india what is the story behind this whole thing yeah actually the story actually goes back to uh, the year 1999 uh, okay. when i was in delhi so actually i after doing my uh, uh, diploma in export management i was mm-hmm. working in a uh, private uh, export firm in delhi so there i came across uh, many handicrafts products which are being exported through delhi uh, by various mm-hmm. big quotas and maximum mm. of the products were coming from the northeast so mm. it gave me a, a actually i got interested in, in this because uh, i never knew that uh, handicrafts of northeast are being exported from delhi and it was a mm. first time experience and i was actually fascinated by that so i mm. started uh, started like the, at that time i think the entrepreneur uh, uh, actually came <laughs> out of me and i just uh, tried to explore the uh, handicraft sector of the northeast india mm-hmm. so by the way uh, when i came across the products i started uh, inquiring various exporters with whom i knew in delhi mm-hmm. so they were saying that these maximum products are coming from assam and mm-hmm. that is that is from karimganj district so mm-hmm. it was like uh, a very big shock for me because being a resident of this area uh, i never knew that products from karimganj district was uh, going to delhi and then it was uh, you know exported worldwide mm. so mm. automatically i just gave up my job and i i thought no i should start from uh, zero like i just mm. came back so i just mm. started exploring the handicraft sector of paragvili and i was really fascinated to explore uh, you know discover that uh, mm. it was going on very silently and nobody even mm. in the uh, you know local township or the locality uh, uh, 
presidents also never knew about this mm. actually they were not they were totally ignorant about this so right. uh, the very silent economy was running but the condition was very you know uh, uh, not so good uh, like the working condition like everything mm. was very like primitive type and they were in poverty so anyway mm. i just uh, uh, got hold of the artisans and i explored their mm. uh, clusters in karimganj and then i uh, started very you know with very minimum investment i just uh, did some uh, sampling because i had experience with the export uh, you know line so i knew what what mm. was uh, accepted in the export international market and also the according mm. to the demand and uh, the product design so i did some some small uh, amount of sampling and then i actually started my venture like i mm. had some contacts in delhi so i just approached them uh, they were mm. exporters because uh, at the first step i never wanted to be an exporter because uh, the mm. capacity building is a very essential thing being a you know first timer and that to mm. uh, belonging from a service background family so uh, mm. i was business was not in my blood so anyway i started mm. with uh, slightly like uh, getting some orders from the exporters so mm. slowly slowly i just um, you know um, motivated the artisans and uh, ultimately after one year and half uh, i had a workforce of more than 250 people working mm. so mm. after that uh, luckily the export uh, thing came into uh, my mind and then at the time you know there was no internet uh, connectivity so widely so it was like uh, one point in the entire uh, uh, silchar town i we had one internet cafe so that way we started and then we actually i contacted the uh, various embassies then tra uh, trade promotion organizations in netherlands belgium so a lot of uh, communication i started but you know after 10 communication i got one reply so mm -hmm. suddenly in in the year 2000 i got a, a fax from a, a importer from netherlands so he okay. expressed his he expressed his you know uh, desire to meet me in delhi so he gave mm -hmm. me some uh, work like uh, you just develop this thing so bring it to delhi then we'll sit together so this was my first break actually so mm -hmm. that that buyer actually liked my products the quality and also that was in 2000 i got the first uh, export order of a full 20 feet container of uh, cane products so that was okay. my first break and then uh, i shipped the consignment from icd amingaon guwahati okay. because okay. Uh, very few very few people know that we have an icd in guwahati from where export activities mm. takes place basically it is a tea export uh, icd but uh, i did uh, handicrafts mm. so it was the first okay. time in the northeast so mm -hmm. anyway after that the epch pro project of aggressive mar uh, international marketing of handicrafts of northeast started mm. in the year mm. 2002 so okay. automatically i was included in that uh, project i was one of the co member mm. so okay. and that was a boost in the you know export business like uh, epch mm. Uh, regularly held uh, two exhibitions in delhi uh, that mm. that is in uh, one in spring and one in autumn so mm. uh, that is the platform where international buyers and uh, you know clients from all throughout the world actually mm. visit that fair and they place their orders and then they 
that that thing goes on you know twice a year so mm. uh, that was my first uh, exposure in the international market and i started getting good orders from that fair and ultimately mm -hmm. that that thing con started continuing and till date also mm. we are we are mm. I, my company is uh, doing this but uh, thing is that the market is very vast and we are just a tiny drop i can say because we have mm -hmm. so much of resources in the northeast but mm -hmm. we are still in the primitive uh, you know stage you can say mm -hmm. so right. so that is the that is the thing and uh, mm -hmm. see market is big and like it's not that indian today also in india i i think maximum clients are indians nowadays because you know mm -hmm. india uh, is a very big market because mm -hmm. if big big brands from uh, us and other european countries are targeting india as their consumer you know market mm -hmm. so the handicraft sector of uh, you know india if i say northeast mm -hmm. we have a big uh, market actually uh, in india mm -hmm. itself but that has to be you know tapped uh, very professionally and and uh, you know with a very good business uh, you know module uh, yeah. that 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 thing actually we we actually felt this time when the covid uh, covid came uh, mm -hmm. one thing i must say that the handicraft sector of northeast like uh, if i if i consider my uh, sector my artisans they were not out of job actually the entire mm -hmm. lockdown period they were they were having continuous orders like i was getting orders because mm -hmm. then the online platforms you know got alive in the mm -hmm. entire uh, entire world in india also mm -hmm. you we had many e-commerce platforms coming mm -hmm. up and handicrafts was selling like anything like you know people mm -hmm. were people were not uh, ready to take any artificial commodities like they were trying to be so close to the nature the mm -hmm. beat be it organic food be it handicrafts mm. uh, natural uh, made with natural fibers and all mm. so that is a very good sign now i am seeing that the prospect is right. very high if we if mm. we mm. if we go uh, in a very organized and you know uh, mm. nice way so mm. that that is what i feel now actually mm -hmm. right uh, yeah absolutely so uncle as uh, not many must know that you are a great uh, popular figure in terms of uh, export business in northeast india we would like to know what kind of product line basically what are the products which we can find in disha enterprise other than the baskets uh, cane baskets and furnitures see uh, basically uh, our approach is like uh, very much market driven we don't mm. want to impose our traditional or the or the regular items uh, upon the consumers mm. we are okay. very open to new designs mm -hmm. new prototypes mm -hmm. and what is the demand of the buyer and what is going mm -hmm. what is going to sell well in the market is our great mm -hmm. concern and that mm -hmm. is the that is the reason why we are getting uh, orders regularly and mm -hmm. our products are very much customized uh, you know it's not a regular mm -hmm. items which are found in the market so okay uh, Mm. Uh, so that's that's the secret actually because i i am mm. i always open my uh, you know uh, come mm. out of the rigidity like like in northeast you will find that uh, this handicraft sector is very rigid because you might mm -hmm. be seeing uh, from your childhood the same thing is selling in the market same thing is you know displayed mm. in the shops 
so there is mm. nothing new so that innovation that new you know touch and value addition mm. that kind of thing i always do so that right. that might be the factor which is uh, giving me you know regular uh, business right right um so i i've recently seen that uh, you have focused on uh, sital pati which is a very nice traditional uh, form of art in northeast mm-hmm. um, especially in karimganj uh, so how did you develop your interest in northeast india's diversified artistic products like you have started with cane business then you moved to other for, um, like you started making furnitures and now with sital pati work uh, how did you dev- develop this interest in uh, in this whole diversified artistic products see uh, when we when we talk about uh, eco friendly products or products mm-hmm. made with natural fibers it is mm-hmm. like a family so it's not like that uh, we cannot do uh, without sitalpati we cannot do with cane we cannot do with bamboo we need the mixture of all materials because mm-hmm. you see sitalpati uh, sitalpati is a is a product which which is connected uh, you know to the entire uh, culture and you know legacy of uh, the eastern uh, zone because due to the uh, humid hot and humid climate sitalpati mm-hmm. is being used by every household uh, mm-hmm. but uh, nothing has been done to uh, develop diversified products with that sitalpati and mm-hmm. that was the point where uh, i discovered that uh, many fashion bags many items are being made with sitalpati as a raw material because normally sitalpati is made in a form of a mat like 5 by 7 or 6 by 4 mm-hmm. like that so in that way there is there is no value of that item as a whole because ultimately the artisans who make those sitalpatis and they they are actually women and mm-hmm. uh, in karimganj district it is being done by the mohammedan uh, community and that is being done mm-hmm. since uh, hundreds of years this is a traditional art which they are uh, following but mm-hmm. uh, that is done in a very closed door uh, kind of a thing because the women entrepreneur uh, women artisans those who are involved in that they are not getting a good uh, uh, you know uh, wage or you know income out of it mm-hmm. due to the uh, commodity nature of the product Uh, so there are a lot of things which are involved like middleman on also uh, what i thought like uh, let us try with some diversified uh, items uh, if mm. we can develop some items uh, with the uh, sitalpati with the same skill which the artisans have got i mm. i thought that definitely their income will increase right, uh, right. so keeping that on mind actually i proposed uh, to the development commissioner of handicrafts um, mm-hmm. under minister is to uh, give us give us a uh, very small training program so that we can you know build a capacity uh, selecting a very few artisans who could be the master trainers afterwards so my request was accepted and we got, uh, actually in kaliganj i uh, was the contact person actually i was the implementer of a uh, four months uh, training program uh, where we developed many diversified products with the sitalpati Uh, and there were two master craftsmen who were there for the four months and even the artisans they were well paid by the uh, the project actually the scheme so after mm-hmm. that we came up with many products which were accepted by the uh, buyers and we got regular orders and most okay. importantly you know uh, the sitalpati artisans of varakpilli mm-hmm. they are not identified till date 
they mm. don't have any identity of their own like mm -hmm. they are working but they don't have the recognition like they don't have any artisan id card or anything mm. of that sort so the mm. first step i did i i applied uh, for artisans cards for them and actually mm -hmm. uh, already uh, we have uh, distributed like 200 cards to them so this this okay. uh, makes like there is a gis system so uh, mm. They are being listed in the government, you know, portal where you have a list of mm. artisans mm. of particular craft. So in that mm. way, that that artisans were recognized by the government. So any mm. pro project or any scheme which comes for this mm. Shitalpati sector will definitely route to this uh, clusters right. where I mm. did it. Mm. That is, that that's is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, uh, can you please tell me how many artisans or how many people are employed under this initiative or under the whole um, Disha enterprise? See, uh, basically, we we do not have any uh, you know direct uh, hmm. artisans or direct employees because the, the entire concept is uh, cluster oriented. So okay. every so artisan. Yeah, contractual basis okay. because every artisans they are working from their own home. So okay. my my module is like I have uh, two or three uh, you know master craftsmen in the cluster, those who mm -hmm. are responsible for the execution of the orders and they actually uh, look after the quality, the production, and everything. And uh, roughly uh, all throughout the if you take average. Uh, average mm. employment uh, we are providing uh, about 250 to two, uh, 300 uh, direct okay. indirect uh, so mm -hmm. and 300 uh, in uh, addition they also employ mm. as their uh, you know mm. helping hand so that is not counted so if, mm. if we count that 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 uh, quantity goes more like 500 mm. 600 people so that indirectly yeah. help so okay. so in mm. way we are doing mm -hmm. okay um so how do you pitch the market to buy a handicraft product because uh, when the market is dominated already with the mecha uh, machinery work and with the modernized uh, you know kind of um, um, the product and all of that so how do you pitch the market that you're coming up with some handicraft product and especially from the northeast india because our kind of um, design is very different and cannot be seen in the in the mainland so how do you have to define that how how difficult it was to and even in today you have started past like so many years now but how much difficult it was then and now to explain the market this design and this uh product what it is made up of and the whole idea yeah this is a very important uh, factor because uh, still today uh, there are mm -hmm. there are many people uh, those who are staying in the metro cities or big cities mm -hmm. they are not aware about the you know material which is being used in the product so there mm -hmm. basically there is there is there is no awareness about the you know natural fibers of northeast or what is available mm -hmm. in northeast and what what products are made with northeast and mainly the price factor because whenever whenever we uh, we buy a bamboo product uh, mm -hmm. that is a, that is cheaper than much cheaper than a cane product so why this mm -hmm. difference and suppose we buy a jute item, if we buy, mm. a, you know, a Kona item. So mm. the, basically the knowledge of the raw materials is not, uh, you know, uh, there among the consumers for that many confusion mm. arises 
but now it is you know due to this digital uh, platform and digital mm. digitalization of uh, because information now uh, is is available so people can mm. easily the consumers are ma- um, more smarter than the sellers now because mm. you know they can yeah. so and another thing is that the globalization because today in the market mm. find the mm. chinese handicrafts also a vietnamese handicraft and indian handicraft mm. also mm. So right. people can make out which one is what, and mm-hmm. most importantly, the northeast uh, handicrafts, they are uh, they are okay. We have lot of skill, we have lot of variety, but the mm-hmm. main factor which is not which is actually lagging uh, this uh, northeast handicrafts to you know go drastically in the market is due to the pricing factor and the you know the lack of. entrepreneurship mm. in among the northeast people mm-hmm. so because see when we talk about the southeast asian countries there we have the yeah. similar resources we have the similar skill similar geographical condition and they also have the similar crafts but mm. problem is that despite of having the same similar you know skill and craft they have mm. gone like any uh, we 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 are just 50 100 years behind them in the sense that today the entire handicraft the uh, you know the natural fiber hand, mm. handicraft market is uh, the global market is captured by vietnam 40% is their share so we okay. are we are far behind them and mm. uh, this is only due to some you know uh, if you talk about finance if you talk about budget no these are the, not the factors the main mm. factor is you know need based uh, inputs need based need based intervention and the entrepreneurship mm. of the mm. northeast people which has right. to be which has to be you know uh, uh, it has to it has to be addressed otherwise you see mm. despite of having so much of resources and potential mm. we are still uh, you know struggling mm. so so that has to be taken right. care of uh, with this note you know i have two questions in my mind i, I just want to put it uh, first is that northeast is very rich in terms of resource right so do you mm. think that we are utilizing that uh, resource appropriately by creating a need in the market because as you said uh, till the time northeast itself because we as northeast and also don't know our, about our resource and as well as that yes. having said so we also don't uh, feel the need of having that thing so what do you have to how do you see uh, what is your perspective in this See the resources of northeast is so abundant that mm. that uh, if if we start utilizing we cannot utilize even one percent of that. But the the mm. worst part of is this uh, the you know sad story is that we have never seen any initiative to utilize the uh, resources of the uh, northeast. Uh, be it uh, natural fibers to mm. you know develop employment in a mass scale so mm. and that is that is the main factor where why our you know young generation they are totally ignorant about the mm. because we are sitting in gold mine but we are not able to you know uh, realize that what what is lying in our backyard so mm-hmm. what we are doing is that we are searching for jobs in other places other cities and migrating mm-hmm. but you know we, we can we can create huge and you know employment gener- employments uh, for mm-hmm. the local youths 
and you know uh, by but every northeast people have got some kind of art in their hand uh, because yeah. be it painting be it painting be it craft work be it any small things like mm. if we if we utilize the raw, raw materials which are available in the northeast if we organize mm. the entire sector if we mm. have an you know we, you can process because what i have seen and what i have experienced in mm. southeast asian countries where i visited i mm. saw that you know they have such an organized way of you know mm. processing the raw materials that is the very you know first step because mm. when i ask see one 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 young general uh, one young uh, uh, people young people are never you know uh, ready to take so much of pain to develop a enterprise because see if if i get free access to raw materials if i get free mm. access to uh, new ideas then i will definitely try to uh, do something i can risk my you know at least if not mm. one year at least six months i can try but here mm. in north is what you have to start from zero because mm. when, when you think about uh, starting an enterprise for uh, handicrafts you have to start like thinking from i have to source raw material from the jungle then that raw mm. material has to arrive in my uh, factory properly otherwise it will be caught in in the ro- road by police or forest uh, so mm. there are a lot of dangers and then how to process the raw material i don't have that processing uh, unit so mm. everything mm. depends upon you know the primitive way we are doing still we are doing in a primitive way but mm-hmm. once once we have you know organized raw material bank if we have raw, organized raw material sources for craft uh, you know specific crafts but definitely uh, the craft uh, thing will be taken by the young generation as a hobby mm-hmm. and when that hobby will generate you know economy for them or give them mm-hmm. some revenue definitely mm-hmm. i think people more and more people will come into this sector but mm-hmm. for that we have to create a ground for the for the youths right. like right. to to take up this as their uh, career because mm-hmm. uh, i have i have actually devoted my entire life into this but mm-hmm. but very few people will try to come because they have those who mm-hmm. know me they have seen me struggling mm, so mm-hmm. they have seen me struggling they see me still i am struggling we have so many issues we are not getting you yeah. know support so mm. in that way we cannot we cannot you know uh, increase the you know the or develop the entire handicraft sector of the northeast mm. so we have to mm. go in a very organized way and for that mm. uh, budget is not the main thing we need proper mm. planning so that right. planning has to come mm. uncle uh, this is a very personal question i want to ask you do you think uh, the us domination in our state is so much that this handicraft because india is known for its handicraft business right in terms of, maybe you take you can take the textile business uh, in terms of uh, or you can take any furniture business uh, we are known for our handicraft businesses so do you think the domination of us as a superpower has somewhere impacted the uh, handicraft businesses of india for example and now uh, so that the made in india concept has been launched by our government um, it is under the process of improving as we can see uh, startup is being the new uh, you know 
the star of uh, our country but at the same time we still have this predominant notion of whether we should get ourselves involved with these kind of businesses or not do what 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 is your take on that actually you see us uh, has been a is has been a, the biggest uh, market for uh, the handicrafts and furnitures mm. of uh, india and not only furnitures every uh, every handicraft or uh, products made with hand uh, mm. people uh, the exporters and the manufacturers they always crave for the us entering the us market the reason mm. is this us market uh, is a very big market and their orders are in volume big volumes mm. so that mm. volume actually attracts the export because the volume actually is is a guarantee of regular employment you understand mm. so right. so in that way in that way big big brands of usa they have entered the indian market and mm. uh, it's, it's like that like uh, today if if you ask me uh, how they are working that the system of work is uh, very you know it's not it's 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 a kind of exploitation in fact uh, sometimes uh, not mm. all the time sometimes it's it's an exploitation because uh, we have to work on their terms on their conditions mm. and they fix their uh, you know uh, compliances and all so mm. uh, this this also hampers uh, hampers the you know the Uh, mm. the, in terms of price, in terms of you know liberty to do work, uh, but mm. even though even though uh, when we have the made in India tag on that, so mm. uh, we are we are open to that because ultimately our artisans are getting uh, regular employment. So uh, yeah. U.S. market U.S. market is always a much uh, sought after market uh, mm. after Europe because Europe is uh, in is uh, a market where you have minimum quantities. like uh, mm -hmm. in thousands but in us they they talk in lakhs in 50000 pieces lakh pieces mm -hmm. so 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 everybody's dream is to export to us and that is a fact yeah, yeah. So, mm -hmm. and, and and in the long run uh, sometimes people get exploited also so uh, but for mm -hmm. northeast uh, us is not the best market for northeast products because okay. northeast we have not this because us uh, they want in volumes and the time frame is also very uh, you know very less so northeast mm -hmm. being a very you know uh, manual and uh, uh, non mechanized sector uh, handicraft sector mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. we take much time to manufacture uh, very small quantity mm -hmm. even which is which mm -hmm. does not suit for the us customers so uh, yeah. but but european customers are uh, you know they are uh okay with us because they mm. they are uh, they are okay with hundreds and 200s and mm. 500 so for mm. uh, northeast uh, i think going for us market initially is not uh, a good mm. good idea because once we mm. have a bad name in the market it won't uh, mm. help us in the long run mm. so mm. i prefer the domestic market first number one preference is domestic market because today mm. uh, the domestic market of uh, for indian handicrafts is very big so okay. so i think i think i think this is the best option uh, because mm. you have a guarantee of the of payment number one mm. and the business cycle is very uh, less and mm. compared to exports like exports you have uh, credits mm. and then you have risks many mm. risks are involved 
once your consignment mm. is rejected or if you have rejection then you you don't have payment because mm. it's out of your hand so i mm. think for beginners for beginners i think the domestic market is the best mm. market today mm. right um so with made in india and all these schemes as we were talking earlier um how much support as a startup initiative of northeast india you have received from the government and uh, having said so what support you receive from the export promotion council for handicraft which comes under ministry of textile uh, uh, eventually what kind of uh, support you have received from this yeah uh, see made in india this made in india make in india whatever concept the startup concept mm -hmm. is is uh, not so uh, old so it mm -hmm. came after uh, 2014 so uh, having said this uh, this this has been uh, the uh, motivation or you know the uh, the opportunity for the newcomers and the new entrepreneurs mm -hmm. new uh, uh entrepreneurs with their own ideas uh, mm -hmm. and it helped it helped it helped many and i have i have seen many uh, coming up and they uh, entered the handicraft sector with uh, their startup you know projects and all but uh, i i never went uh, through that channel because already i was mm -hmm. there in the market before that so uh, so talking about uh, export promotion for uh, council for handicrafts this uh, this organization is the only uh you know professional organization a council uh, which has actually put the northeast handicrafts before the world market mm. so no organization because uh, we had lot of organizations central government and corporations and state government organizations but nobody mm. could do in that magnitude so i i actually am, i am actually associated with epch uh, from the year 2002 and i have been mm -hmm. a regular member active till date i am an active member so epch has actually changed the entire uh, handicrafts uh, outlook of the hand northeast handicrafts what they did mm -hmm. is that you know they they actually uh, they was uh, the you know design uh, design help uh, of uh, filipino design designer a very renowned designer of philippines his name is pj anador so he he actually took up the project for the for development of uh, diversified uh, products uh, in the northeast so okay. that were that were up to the international quality so that was a lesson which we learned from them and after that whatever product we develop we we always uh, mm -hmm. keep in mind the demand of the international market so in that way mm -hmm. our product quality increase you know uh, was boosted and mm. the finishing aspect because normally uh, northeast handicrafts were very dull type of a finish like uh, workmanship mm. is okay but you just apply a varnish and then mm. just a mm. you know a shiny finish and that but mm. what we have seen uh, you know in the chinese handicrafts the indonesian handicrafts they give much emphasis upon the you know surface uh, finish and the uh, mm -hmm. way it it should look the mm -hmm. color aspect and and mm -hmm. uh, value addition so those things we actually learned from the you know philippine you know, designers which were right. actually facilitated by 
epch epch was the only uh, organization who gave us the platform uh, to exhibit our products uh, in in their fairs so mm. that that definitely has contributed to the you know uh, development of exports of northeast many mm. many beneficiaries were apart from me mm. there were a lot of many beneficiaries from mm. all throughout northeast mm. Okay. Uh, mm. So everyone actually benefited, but very few mm. could sustain due to many problems which were not right, addressed. Right. Actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, Uncle, we have some more questions left, but uh, because of the Zoom, we have to end this meeting. Uh, we will send you another link. Uh, just we were talking earlier about the export business and how you. So, uh, tell me how you were planning to uh, make the product more. Uh, appropriate for the Indian market, as we were saying earlier, it is more. It is about the international market because when you are coming to the international market, you are competing with the uh, South Asian uh, states, the other products which comes in the market, and as USA's product is more in the market uh, in Indian market. So, how do you evaluate the pricing of your brand? Look, uh, the first and foremost thing which we have to uh, do. For our products to become more economical, mm. because because uh, now now today our uh, handicrafts, uh, especially the cane baskets and uh, such kind of handicrafts, are actually being sold in the niche market, actually up market, high mm. end high end clients. So okay. this is this is due to the price factor basically, mm. and uh, obviously. Uh, as it is made by hand, uh, we cannot uh, deprive our artisans of their legitimate, you know, dues. Mm. So that thing, that that is a fixed, uh, you know, cost which we can never, we we shall never, uh, you know, try to minimize. But there are many ways we where we can reduce the cost. Like when mm. when we if we have uh, the free access of raw materials, like nowadays mm. the raw materials which we get are from the unorganized sector so it's mm. not a regular kind of a thing so if anything is done from the government side like to mm. regulate the raw material sourcing or uh, you know having a raw material bank in uh, mm. just near the cl- clusters or the artisan concentrated areas so that mm. you know the artisans can have uh, free access to the raw materials uh, in mm. a semi-processed or semi-finished mm. uh, manner, uh, which mm. actually you know gives them uh, more time to devote mm. in the product making rather than the processing mm. of the raw materials. And mm. right at this moment, we are uh, dependent. The artisans are dependent upon the natural condition. Uh, like if we have sunlight, then we can mm. dry the raw materials. If, if it is a rainy day, then we cannot do that. So maximum, you know, processing and, you know, man, in the process of manufacturing the handicrafts, we are dependent mm. upon the natural factors. Mm. So nowadays we have so much technology, so many technologies, which, which is being utilized by other countries. They have their mm. own drying, drying setup. They have, mm. they have their own uh, cane or bamboo splitting machines installed mm. where where uh, the semi uh, process, you know processing of the raw materials can be done uh, otherwise which is being done manually by our artisans nowadays with the primitive you know technology mm. like 
knives and daws and all those things yeah. so so these are the small small you know things where we can just work out and ultimately it will make a, a lot of difference in the product quality as well as the price of the products so right. that is the that is the main issue which i have been you know uh, putting up before the uh, various government agencies and mm. uh, and uh, competent authorities mm. to take mm. up this matter very seriously because once we do it uh, mm. th- many things will you know follow up and ultimately the end product which we'll be getting will be mm. economical and could be mm. mass produced that that is yeah. that is a very uh, mm. important factor when you say mass production then you give mm. mass employments so mm. the the number of employment of, will be you know double or multiply mm. you know in a very big way mm. uncle you know uh, in this whole uh, chat with you there's one important subject which i just want to touch and there's a long lost thing northeast india is considered as a gateway to other neighboring countries as the other mm-hmm. states are rich in business of import and export uh, it, and they use northeast as the means of transportation majorly then why is it that northeast surrounding with so many neighboring states is still lacking in terms of import export business and, and not just that we are underdeveloped uh, when yeah. we have to compare with other states considering that we are rich in uh, resource considering that we have a good scale of manufacturing considering that we are uh, more we can have a friendly friendly relations with uh, with the uh, because we touch borders with a lot of uh, south asian states okay. so why mm-hmm. is it that we are lacking behind in terms of economy see uh, this this uh, this is a very big initiative of uh, ongoing initiative of government of mm-hmm. india Uh, mm. as as a look is policy so a mm. uh, lot of things has been done actually but uh, there are many factors which which is affecting like uh, in mm. some of the northeastern states uh, which are bordering the you know myanmar china and mm. Mm. Uh, even even bangladesh uh, mm. in some of the states there are some insurgency problems like so uh, these these factors actually uh, slows mm. down the entire process but northeast especially uh, in the barak valley uh, could mm. be a hub, hub for the entire you know southeast asian even it goes up to the asian you know the roadway the trilateral uh, highway which is being uh, which is going mm. on almost uh, for many years so mm. it it goes through it goes it passes through manipur from barak valley it goes to manipur then from manipur it enters myanmar and ultimately this road as as i know uh, goes up to you know singapore mm. so it mm. connects so it's a mm. very big connect connectivity but thing is that we could not materialize still because due to infrastructure problem still we have to build the infrastructure and we have to explore but mm. whatever trade is going on with uh, our neighboring uh, mm. you know countries especially myanmar because man when we uh, go through myanmar we touch bank, uh, thailand and many more countries but mm. trade is not so much uh, activities mm. are not so much rather illegal trades are uh, on on high so mm. with bangladesh we have good trade uh, you know relations and um, many mm. many export import activities are going uh, through bang uh, through karimganj sutarkanti border and even agartala 
Akhauda border. So okay. it's a very vibrant, vibrant, you know, uh, always there is an activity mm -hmm. going on. But with the Southeast Asian countries, we really need to pick up because there is so much of, you know, resources mm -hmm. lying. And um, as far as I have explored the Southeast Asian countries, especially the Myanmar mm -hmm. side, although we have political problem over there, so mm -hmm. uh, they are not mm -hmm. in a stable condition to do uh, business. But still, India, many Indian items, essential commodities, if, uh, mm -hmm. because we don't talk about handicrafts because they are very rich in handicrafts. So mm -hmm. we cannot think for that, but essential commodities, Indian products, Indian um, mm -hmm. made in India products, be it medicine, mm -hmm. be it essential commodities have great yeah. demand in Myanmar. So, mm -hmm. so uh, likewise, uh, we, can, we can actually uh, be at um, trading zone actually, uh, mm -hmm. or a trading hub uh, for, for these uh, Southeast Asian countries. Uh, and for that, we need a very big logistic park, and and that that is also uh, in the in the in the agenda of the present government and even our local mm. leadership. They are also um, yeah. they have also started that work to set mm. up logistic work, and also okay. I think um, much awareness is needed, mm. uh, which needs to be created, and mm. the local youths of northeast has to realize that mm. staying back in Northeast, staying in their mm. own uh, own home, they mm. can actually uh, be, you know, uh, economic tigers uh, mm. uh, in the coming days, but that mm. has to be explored actually. Mm. So a lot of uh, awareness and a lot of, yeah. you know, mm. Mm. and there is a potential yeah. and I, I am mm. sure mm. there is a Hmm, absolutely. Uh, my listeners might not know, but uh, since I, I just want to consider that and say that that uh, Shantanu uncle is my family friend and I have been closely watching what he is doing. So you were uh, recently a part of this post budget webinar on Made in India for World. Um, so where do you think Northeast is, is you know, standing uh, because it's authentic cultural art forms stand in the uh, high competitive market, you know, because we have a very high competitive market in terms of a lot of things. So where do you yeah. see our authentic cultural art form uh, stands? Um, and what were the, uh, the whole discussion about? I just want to have an overview because I'm really interested to know what are the post-budget webinar session about and what is the involvement of Northeast India in the whole in the whole webinar session or in the in the whole initiative of government as well yeah actually uh, this this uh, post budget webinar was uh, uh, mainly focused uh, on 20 coming 25 years plan actually uh, roadmap okay. so uh, so feedbacks were taken from every sector uh, mm -hmm. for uh, for uh, up to 2047 the 25 year uh, we we were suggesting under the, in, in the coming 25 years where we should stand and what are the mm -hmm. what are the uh, you know areas where we need to uh, intervene and we need intervention from the government side and uh, and how to achieve uh, you know the 5 trillion dollar econ uh, econ economy which which is the you know uh, the vision of our prime minister so uh, okay. there were uh, you know participants from all the sectors right from uh, medicine uh, you know pharma to automobile uh, industry and and uh, whatnot and especially in the northeast uh, 
set northeast uh, you know uh, handicrafts handloom and uh, other services sector of northeast uh, was mm. the main topic uh, was a, was one of the main topic where uh, much feedbacks were taken and government had a very positive uh, mindset to uh, really develop the northeast uh, you know economy uh, as as a whole mm. uh, comprising of uh, all the sectors not only handicrafts and handloom all the sectors mm. so uh, various feedbacks were given and mm. uh, um, funds are also being allocated for uh, the development purpose uh, in every sector and NEC being the uh, nodal uh, you know agency under donor ministry mm. so yeah. uh, fund is there but uh, thing is that we need uh, because the concept now uh, the prime minister has taken is that you don't make policies now in sitting in delhi uh, so which which was being done earlier so now things has changed in that way that we take the feedback from the grassroots level people those mm -hmm. who are into the into the grassroots level who are doing on their own and who knows everything mm -hmm. and the ground realities so you yeah. take feedback from them and then you you know formulate the uh, proposal the yeah. scheme the roadmap everything what you say uh, so it's it's a reverse uh, uh, way of uh, you know uh, yeah. addressing addressing the problems addressing the needs so which i feel is very practical and yeah. like you know small people like us where uh allowed to give our feedback or allowed to give our you know suggestions mm -hmm. was a very big thing for us because never we uh, yeah. we were uh you know asked uh, before making any policies because policies were mm -hmm. always made in closed doors in delhi so big big shots were there big big officers were there but they were very much disconnected from the ground actually so mm -hmm. now now uh, what i see is that we all are connected uh, to the you know top levels where our voices are actually reaching so i yeah. definitely feel that uh, some very positive developments will uh, yeah. you know come up within within very yeah. very few uh, years time yeah. because when we when we uh, because there will be less wastage and there will be you know pinpoint uh, you know yeah. uh, a solution of uh, all the problems so yeah. uh, so that that is a very positive uh, side which i mm. feel and i was actually really uh, uh, grateful that i was also mm. included in that i was i was a participant uh, mm. on that webinar so mm. whatever suggestions were uh, required i actually sent uh, mm. on on writing uh, to the mm. ministry uh, and and the competent authorities Right. So hopefully, uh, hmm. Hmm. right. Uncle, there's one last question which I want to ask. Uh, since Northeast has been, you know, under considered and have been neglected since so many years now, so do you see the entrepreneurial setup of India uh, is interested now to invest their money, their energy, their time in the Northeastern startup? Because in the recent time, with especially with the uh, Assam startup and uh, Meghalaya startup, Nagaland startup initiatives by the government of India. There have been a lot of uh, uh, startup initiatives which has been taken. So, do you yeah. think um, now people are taking interest in knowing the um, Northeast market, knowing the uh, large scale business opportunities in Northeast, which which is coming? So, what is your take, and what what do you think on that? 
Yeah, because earlier uh, people were very uh, hesitant to uh, invest in northeast or mm. do business uh, in 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 northeast. So uh, that that thing has actually gone uh, with, mm. with the change of uh, change of you know uh, leadership or you know mm. the uh, conducive atmosphere has been created uh, mm. for for you know doing business and especially mm. when uh, when anyone. Uh, wants to invest in any place so he mm. wants uh, he wants uh, you know uh, very very conducive atmosphere where uh, his investment or their investment does not go bad or uh, does not get any return so now uh, that thing is uh, not there because especially uh, i have been seeing especially in the tourism sector uh, there are mm. a lot of investors coming uh, especially mm. in assam in in uh, mm. Uh, and Meghalaya also, and mm. uh, so I think uh, good good investors are there already in the northeast, and mm. they are they have started getting result. And moreover, you know, the tourism, especially the tourism sector, is uh, connected with the uh, handloom and handicrafts uh, sector also. Because when tourism develops, automatically this this uh, sector also gets a boost because. Uh, handicrafts and handloom becomes a souvenir item for the tourists. So, uh, all to, uh, altogether, uh, two three sectors develop uh, equally. So, uh, investment opportunities are there, but still, uh, the advantage Assam uh, the uh, the program which was held, I think it was in 2018 or 17. I just don't remember the year, but. It was it was a, a effort by the government to attract investments, and after that, lot of investment has come. In fact, so lot has to come. Uh, before that, I feel that we have to develop entrepreneurship. That in that uh, part we are uh, badly lagging in the northeast. So mm -hmm. I I actually personally feel that we have to uh, set up. Our government has to set up entrepreneurship development uh, centers in uh, various part of the northeast so that uh, young uh, entrepreneurs comes up and young you know uh, graduates uh, those who actually feel like going outside northeast and seeking for jobs should uh, actually be um, you know groomed to become entrepreneurs rather than going for you know government jobs and uh, uh, you know going out of their state so mm -hmm. so that has to be taken up so ultimately i think if uh, government takes some initiative definitely there are a lot of uh, opportunities even a lot of bpos are also coming up in uh, mm -hmm. northeast so because nowadays you know these call centers and all and consumer mm -hmm. services a uh, lot of uh, opportunities are there in you know it industry which can mm. be done in northeast because we have excellent climate we have excellent uh, condition so that can be developed definitely definitely um well thank you so much for taking out time and having this discussion with us i am sure with your initiatives and with your uh, information to uh, government because earlier it was seen that uh, there were not many people to 
tell the government that listen we have this problem now with your voices i'm sure we we will be heard and uh, we will make a difference in in the india and in the northeastern market thank you so much for connecting with us and i, I would like to be um, like i'll be pleased to help you out in terms of anything if if anything is required in terms of communication so thank you so much firstly to be in touch with us thank you thank you so much thank you prabhna thank you uncle nice. was nice thank you well that was shantanu shutradhar talking about the import export business of northeast india the entire idea of doing this show was to understand and have an overview of why northeast is still considered under developed region considering its rich resource and networking with south asian states but what needs to be considered with this episode is the rich culture of northeast just like sheetalpati northeast has many such art forms which still has no evaluation in the market For knowing more stories on Northeast India please follow us on Instagram CWCN podcasts and stay tuned with us for more such episodes on Northeast India and its socio-economic subjects thank you